going on? This is your man, Mr. PTO. Welcome back to Echo Meld Radio. Today's date is February 4th, 2019. So, as you already know, right now it's the tax season. A lot of people are kind of in this mad rush to go ahead and get them done. A little bit of confusion on what's going to happen with the income tax checks with the whole possible government shutdown on February 15th. And honestly, it's just been like a record-breaking number of people that's just really trying to get this stuff done. Like, people ain't playing around this year. I don't blame you, especially for any of you that are federal workers and any of you that are on the social programs. But today, since it is tax season, I will talk about a couple of different little taxes here and there. Um, primarily, it's going to be indirect tax and direct taxes on how these affect your daily life. And I'll be talking about one particular candidate that'll be running for president. And you might not have quite heard what her plan is. And I'm going to tell you what the plan is and try and break it down the best way I can it's a lot of information I won't lie to you uh, so try and bear with me because it, it's pretty complex I won't I won't lie this one was was pretty tough so the taxes that I'm talking about will be indirect taxes and direct taxes. So when I say indirect tax, these particular taxes come like um, sales tax or a tariff. These are taxes that you wouldn't necessarily pay the government in a check. You wouldn't send a, a check to the government for sales tax or a tariff. You just pay the tax in the product. So you'll end up paying like... Um, Let's say when you go and buy your bag of chips, that may be $0.99. Cent. They charge you like $1.07, $1.08, something like that. Direct taxes are more or less what you pay directly to the government, which would be income tax or Social Security. So those are your types of direct taxes that you would pay to the government. Now... According to the Constitution, at least if I read this right, indirect tax must be uniform all the way across the board. So, for whatever that indirect tax is, if you're paying, let's say, for an example, a $3 tax on toothpaste in Texas, then you should be doing the same thing in Florida or New York or any of the 50 states. And so the government can do that as long as it's the same everywhere. It can't be a $3 tax in Texas, but a $5 tax in New York or California. It's just not... It, they can do it. It's just not constitutional. Let me put it that way. I'm sure it's happening, but they're not technically supposed to do it. So again, if you're paying whatever tax, indirectly, sales tax, it's supposed to be the same everywhere. I'm not necessarily sure what states all have 
sales tax. I know we have it here in Texas. But we don't pay um, state tax here, so that may be why we have sales tax. Now, direct tax. Direct tax is... It's, now, this one was the kind of the complex one. So, basically, what direct tax is, the government has to decide how much money it wants for the year. What is the target goal that they're looking for? Whatever dollar amount that is. So, for an example, um, let's say the government needs a hundred million dollars. Now, of course, they need a lot more than that, but just for this example. But they're going to get it from alcohol and tobacco sales. That's fine. They must get the population for all states to pay their portion. And so basically all states will get a bill. And that state has to figure out what the portion is of that um, tax. So $100 million, there's 50 states. So Okay, so we all know just 50 times 2, and there, there's your $100 million. Now, if all of the rich people, let, and well, you know what, let me kind of back it up real quick. Let's say we're going to use two states, right? Let's say that these two states have the same population. So that means they have to pay the same percentage amount because it's actually based on population. I'm sorry, we, that that wouldn't mathematically be right. It would be based off of the population to pay the same amount. Now, let's say that more wealthy people live in one state than the other. Now, what's going to end up happening is the one the one state that has the most wealthy people actually end up paying a smaller rate. And you're probably like, well, how is that if they're paying the exact same rate? Let's just use 2%. They both have to pay their share of 2% each. Then what happens is the the wealthy state will pay a less uh, tax based off of maybe a couple of people can go ahead and take care of that portion of 2%. So let's say you just have five extremely rich guys there in this particular state. And they say, you know what? We got it. We're the rich guys. We'll go ahead and pay that particular tax. Or the government just says, hey, you're the rich guys. We're going to go ahead and take this tax from you, the rich people, and then the common people in that state. They don't have to worry about that. Okay, great. So, yeah, that pisses off the rich guys because they're like, well, well, I got to pay so much. But it makes the average person in that particular wealthy state be like, okay, well, the rich people take in, has taken care of it, fine. But then the problem comes in is that one state that has the not-so-rich people, just your common people or even your poor people, they tend to pay more into that particular tax. Why? Because it's still a 2% rate, yes, but don't get caught in the nominal aspect. If the, let's say that the rate, let's say the dollar amount is $2 million. Well, if, 
if state A was able to basically take that two million from five people, well, nobody else noticed. That tax is already taken care of. But let's say out of that two million from state B, which is your poor state, and that may take let's say ten thousand people because they're not making that much money. Well look at how look at how much damage that just did. It took ten thousand people to do what five people just did to pay this particular tax. So this is why I say taxation on the rich is not always good. Because what it's going to end up doing is hurting the poor person or the middle class first and foremost. Especially the middle class. You're definitely getting carved out first. So the person that I'm kind of talking about is Elizabeth Warren. She has this whole plan of taxing the rich and the rich should pay their fair share and the the rich are freeloaders and all of this and this and that and I'm not going to lie she has some truth to it however if you're rich and you're hiring employees and you're paying employees health insurance I kind of feel that you should get a tax break because you're producing a business that's Keeping people employed. Why would somebody that owns a a company that has 50,000, well, I won't even use that much, 5,000 employees. If this man or woman has decided to create a business, make millions of dollars, hire 5,000 people, why would they pay the same rate as their employees? They're already taking care of making sure that they have a job to go to in the morning and they're taking care of a good portion of their health benefits. I don't know if all jobs can show you how much the company is paying into your health benefits. If your job doesn't do that, ask them about it. See if you can get a statement or something or some kind of report. Check it out. I know my job, they actually show how much they pay. And yeah, man, they they pay some serious cash. I'm not going to get into the number of how much they paid from uh, mine and my wife's health insurance. But it was almost what I paid and a half in, in health insurance for the year. So it's very expensive. I wouldn't expect the CEO of the company that I work for to pay the same amount of tax that I'm paying, say, hey, Mr. CEO, that's not fair, man. How come you're not paying your fair share of taxes? Because what he may end up telling me, okay, well, Chauncey, I can do that, no problem. I can do that. I I will do that. I I will go ahead and pay the same amount of taxes, but just know that you cannot show up to work on Monday morning because I can't afford you. So, Elizabeth Warren's uh, wealth tax is a 2% tax on wealth over $50 million. This is going to be in perpetuity. So basically, every year that you have over $50 million, 
you have to pay the federal government a 2% tax. This is not a, like an income tax, which is based off of earnings and whatever you make that year. You know, of course, you know, they're going to tax you to whatever the, whatever bracket you, uh, you fit in. But this one just says, hey, you're worth $50 million. You're going to be paying me a 2% tax at $50 million forever, as long as you have over $50 million. It's going to be a 3% tax on anything that's above a billion dollars. So anybody that has over a billion dollars, they'll pay a 3% tax. Now, some of you probably say, well, that's not even that much, man. How come I'm paying more taxes? Uh, uh, Look, dude. If you really want to get out of that tax game and you don't like your 25 to 35% tax that you're paying currently, well, what you probably need to do is go ahead and make you an LLC or, or a corporation. This is how your CEO keeps from paying so many taxes because they have created the LLC or corporation to act as another person even though it's not another person. And that LLC or corporation gets certain tax breaks that you cannot get just from going out and working a 9 to 5. They Actually, they can use their income They can basically go and spend all of their money, get whatever they need to get for the business or whatnot, and the only taxes that they pay is on what's left in the business. But if they need to go get a company car, some computers, cable TV, ink pens, paper, or setting up um, halls for like a conference, All of that stuff gets paid first, and then what's ever left over, the taxes come out of that. And then even then, it's at a deeper, um, I'd say, discount rate of tax. Why? Because these people are producing a business. They're providing a service. And definitely for those that have big business of 5,000 or more employees, They definitely reap the benefits. So you cannot compare yourself to somebody that's hiring 5,000 or more people. Even you small business people still have some tax breaks, not quite as much as I said there. But you will have some tax breaks that's even available to you as well. That works kind of on the same playing field, but... They they won't be those deep uh, tax cuts the way that you're looking for. What I'm saying is the income tax was... Well, before I even go into that, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, as you see how I just broke down this two, 2% two wealth tax of 50, to people that have $50 million or more or the 3% on wealth, For people to have a billion or more. Now when I told you that. How did that make you feel? Did that make you want to go out and get rich? Did that make you want to go out and start a business? 
become, you know, the next Jeff Bezos or um, Oprah Winfrey or, <clears throat> hell, Steve Jobs, yeah, he's deceased, but anybody like that, somebody that's worth multi-millions and billions of dollars, it probably didn't. What happens if you win that lottery tomorrow and she's your president? You go out and win that Powerball for four or five hundred million dollars. Now you may say, "Well, I don't care. It's just two percent. It's just two percent." Yeah, two percent for life. But then, how do you know that that two percent won't eventually kick up to a higher rate, from two percent to four percent, or six percent, or ten percent? Surely you heard what I just said earlier. 2% for 50 million, 3% for 1 billion or more. How do you know within a few years it's not adjusted? So if you have over 5 million, it's 2%. But then if you have over 50 million, it's 3%. And then if you have over a billion, it's not 10%. You have no clue. And this is what I'm saying. Here is the danger of this wealth tax. If you're willing to go out there and bust your butt and work eight days a week, when that's not possible, when there's only seven, but some kind of way you figured out how to work eight days a week. And you do it for years upon end until you get to whatever comfortable spot that is. And let's say that's over $50 million. Is that fair to you that lost a lot of sleep? That probably have now health issues. That has marital issues. That has now issues with your children. Because you went and burnt the night oil to build this company to get up whatever that target amount is. Let's just say your target amount is $50 million or more. Is that fair to you to be paying a wealth tax on top of all the other numerous of taxes that you're already paying? It's not fair to you. You have your 5,000 employees that you pay every two weeks and help them take care of their medical benefits. You're doing your part in the society and helping grow the economy. Why would you be punished for essentially what the government is wanting you to do? They really want you to grow a big business. And hire more people. Why? Why do they want you to do that? So they can tax more people. And then they can get more folks off of benefits like food stamps or Section 8. Because then the more of them that are working, the more of your average people that are working, the less people is going to pull from those systems and the more tax revenue that they're going to make. 
So don't feel that the government doesn't want you to have a big business. They want you to. Because the bigger you can make your business, the more taxes that they can hit your employees for. Not necessarily you. I want y'all to understand that like right now, please. They want you to go make that big business. You having a small business of let's say five to ten employees, that's cool. But you're not going to see the benefit of that person that has 5,000 or 50,000. Look at GM. GM laid off 4,000 people today. With more people they're going to lay off. However, you bailed them out in 2008. And I'm sure there's been a number of other times where us, the taxpayer, has bailed out this company that has, I believe, somewhere around seventy to 80,000 employees worldwide. So, does it sound like the government's pissed off at them? No. They're providing a service. A very necessary service that everybody needs is a vehicle. Now, when you go out and buy a GM, yeah, that's up to you. But it is something that people need. We need transportation. GM has figured out a way to have a whole lot of people work under them. And this is why they get these particular tax breaks. So for any of you that's saying, let's tax the rich, rich, let's tax the rich. Well, that's how it started off at first. Well, let's let the rich pay for it. Why won't they pay for it? We don't have the money to pay for it. Government attacks the rich people. Cool. That may work for about a year or two. Then they figure out a loophole, get out of it, and get into LLCs or corporations and say, hey, I know it says that I'm worth $50 million. But that's my corporation that's worth $50 million. Look, I only have $30,000 in the bank for my personal account. So I look like the average person. My business, on the other hand, has $50 million. Not me. This is the things that you have to start to think about. We have to get out of some of this. Oh, well, tax the rich. They will figure it out. They will figure out a way to get out of that. And I would suggest to all of us to figure out how to get out of some of these taxes as much as possible. When Donald Trump said that he, was, he wasn't paying all these taxes because he was smart, well, he is. A lot of people say, oh, well, you're just a crook. Oh, you're just a crook. You're not paying your fair share of taxes. Do you have any towers up in all the major cities in the U.S.? Do you have any towers that's in international uh, lands? Hiring tens of thousands of people? Or paying tens of thousands of people? No, you're not. So why would you feel that somebody that's producing something like that why should they pay the same amount of tax as you? 
Because if they did, then they couldn't provide the job that you're probably working at right now. If they were to go ahead and tell you, well, I got to pay this wealth tax. Sorry, you're out of a job. Then they're going to be all, oh, man, well, why they do me like that, man? They know I need this job, man. No. You have to understand these things, these taxes, and how they affect you in your daily life. What would end up happening if this wealth tax really does kick in? And let's just say for the first year it's 2% at $50 million, then 4 then 10 These executives will start leaving. They'll pack up the money, and they'll go to Canada, Mexico, or wherever it is that they feel that they got to go. Now, credit, there's a 24% exit tax that you have to pay to get out of the U.S. with your company. However, that can be, that can be paid over a period of time. I'm not necessarily sure what the years are, but I know it's not a one lump sum. However, your friend Elizabeth Warren suggests that there should be a 40% exit tax on top of the 24% tax, exit tax. You have to start to ask yourself, okay, the government is already preparing to cut costs and let's say, let's just use food stamps right now. All right. We already heard about the rumors of the Trump boxes coming to a city near you. So in this example, let's say somebody's getting $300 for food stamps a month. The government says, meh, we're only going to give you $100 and then we're going to give you this here Trump box. Elizabeth Warren gets to be president in 2020. Cool. She starts generating all of this, you know, tax from the rich and tax from the rich and taking all this money. However, she's not going to stop them Trump boxes. You'll still be eating whatever garbage that's in that Trump box that's just good enough to allow you to live. I hope you don't have a certain dietary need. I hope you don't have a certain religious preference that keeps you from eating pork or other types of meat or whatever it is that's in that box. You won't see that money. What if they decide during the Trump administration to cut down Section 8 by half and Elizabeth Warren wins the presidency in 2020? You think she's going to give you all that stuff back? Please. Don't be so dense. Surely you don't think that they're going to give you, well, yeah, man, she's in there now, and she's taxing the rich, and now uh, she's going to give me all of these, all my food stamps back because she's taxing the rich. Come on, man. Don't believe the hype. Surely you don't think that that's what's going to happen. Do not think that the school system will get that much better or you'll have free college and free health care and all of this crap that they promise no it's kind of if you really think about it the same thing applies to the um, fight for $15 an hour 
A lot of y'all think that $15 an hour will do you just fine. Yeah, it will for a couple of months. But then once inflation kicks in, it says, well, whoa, everybody's making $15 an hour. Let's take this gas price from, I paid today, what, $1.87 a gallon for gas? Eh, let's kick this on up to about four fifty a gallon. Everybody making money. Everybody's making $15 an hour. Man, come on. That's how you're making money. Look at your monies, man. But then when your grocery bill goes up another 25 to 40%, and then some of those government benefits like Section 8 food stamps, WIC, those things become either far and few or they just take those programs out completely. Because everybody's making $15 an hour. Oh, well, everybody's making good money. We don't need these programs. Cut them. Or what happens when they go to cut those programs and then right after that, businesses can't afford to keep you and they go and lay you off or fire you because you're literally making $15 an hour at an entry-level position. So now, not only are you fired, you don't have no government that can help you on no food stamps, Section 8, WIC, or whatever other type of benefits there are. Because everybody's making $15 an hour. Be very careful what you're asking for, especially when it comes to these taxes. And these demands, demanding of $15 an hour, demanding that the rich pay more in taxes. Be very careful what you're asking for, especially if you don't understand or have an idea of what's going on with the tax game. Mr. PTO just Gave you a couple of small examples. I'm sure there's plenty of different taxes that I didn't get, that I just really didn't get to. The question comes in is, what will you do when this comes to a country near you? I'm going to go ahead and leave you off with that one. For anybody that has recently followed Echo Mail on the Facebook page, I appreciate it. I hope you're really enjoying the content that I'm providing you that you will not hear on the mainstream media. If you are new to this channel, this is your first time hearing it. Welcome to Echo Meld Radio. Mr. PTO is just one of the personalities that's on Echo Meld Radio. You will hear more people coming on this platform as the time goes on. Mr. PTO is here to have your back when it comes to your finances. I'm not necessarily here for the whole political game, who's right, left, right. I'm not into the whole religious game and all of that stuff because that's for, those things are for you to decide. I'm just here to provide you financial information. And I'm not even going to, I'm not going to give you any, what's the words I'm looking for? I won't give you any financial advice. 
I'm just going to tell you the information and then you do what you want to with whatever whatever it is that I tell you. You can choose to believe Mr. PTO. You can choose to say, hey, PTO, you're a quack. I'm cool with either one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you listening. It's no problem. But if something goes to happen and a hit the fan situation goes to happen, do not say that somebody didn't try and tell you because that's what I'm here for. If you have not followed the new Facebook page, make sure you do that. Uh, Facebook and Twitter page, that'll be at Echo Meld Radio. Feel free to hit me up in my email, echomeldradio at gmail.com. Make sure that you hit the like and su- subscribe button on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. The most important thing to do is share this with your family, friends, and colleagues and neighbors that you think that's interested in waking up or hearing a second opinion outside of what they hear on their cable box or satellite box. Also, if you want to support the channel as well, make sure that you hit that support button. And if you cannot find it on your particular platform, You can always type this into your Google search, which will be anchor.fm forward slash echomeld radio forward slash support to support echomeld radio and Mr. PTO. You can donate with as little as 99 cents a month. The donation can be made through Google Pay or through your debit card or credit card. Again, Mr. PTO will talk to you good people later. Remember, there still hasn't been a resolution on this on this uh, border wall thing. The State of the Union is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central Time. So make sure that you're at least on the lookout for that. Keep your eyes peeled and keep your ears open. There's always something going on, and remember to prep. Whatever it is that you're thinking that you need to have, get two of them. Especially you people in the upper Midwest with that polar vortex of negative 20 and negative 50 degrees, and they're having to set the railroad tracks on fire just to keep them warm, which is just crazy to me. And... You, you know you're in trouble when you're in Chicago and the Chicago Zoo has to put the penguins up because it's too cold for the penguins. So please, prep, folks. I don't know where you live at. I don't know what conditions you're in. I don't know your financial situation. However, I do know if you have the means of listening to this podcast, you have money somewhere. Or you have access to money somewhere. So, prep on whatever it is that you think you will need. Take care, everyone. Have a good night. Peace.